Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Gutter Trash episode 133, Pain For It, by Chester Brown. My name is Eric. My name is Jason. Welcome to this episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really like the, what you've done with this episode. It looks very, very uh, inviting. Yeah, I just yeah. cleaned it. Yeah? I just cleaned it. It's, it's a little spring cleaning, a little late, but yeah, yeah. better late than ever. Yeah, it's actually still technically spring. Is it really? Uh-huh. But it's it's been really hot. It has been incredibly hot. Mm-hmm. It has been ball meltingly hot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll agree there. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but yes, it is actually still spring. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, good job. Yeah, thank Keep, you. Keeping thank up, you. Uh, keeping up to the uh, seasonal expectations. No, keeping up appearances. Yeah, because my heart is not in this. Your your heart isn't. No, no. I'm sorry. It's mostly your fault. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> What's the other, like, 30%? Is that anybody else in particular? Um, My mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She uh, she listened to the show and uh, told me to stop. Really? Yeah. That seems so, accurate. Pretty worthless. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's kind of... Kind of giving me a buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know my mom has heard me say, I'm going to go record a podcast tonight. Yeah. But she doesn't know what that means. And she's never asked. <laughs> Maybe she thinks you're in a new band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess that's what the kids call songs these days. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go record a new podcast. <clears throat> you know how bad is good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Podcast yeah. is song. It's just the street lingo. Yep. Because we're G'd up from the feet up. Because, because we're, because we read a lot of Ghetto Man comics. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke. Everyone's gonna get me three months. Uh, when DC releases Ghetto Man number one. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> New DC relaunch. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Uh, I hear Jeff Lemire is writing that one. Ghetto Man. Yeah. Ghetto Man. Yeah. I hope that doesn't, you know, <clears throat> slow him down creatively on his other titles. Uh, well, Sweet Tooth is canceled. Because Ghetto Man's his right, new yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his new passion. Oh, cool. In fact, he is so passionate about it, uh, he has uh, gone back and denied that he ever wrote anything uh, prior to, to doing any DC work. Really? Yeah, so like Essex County, done. Never happened. Yeah. Hmm. He's just washing his hands. Yep, just washing his hands. He sold the movie rights to, to uh, one of the stories in Essex County, and uh, he's done. Wow. He's not having anything to do with it. No, I'm just going to focus on Ghetto Man. Ghetto Man, all the way. That's going to... That's going to... It's a cash cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really is. <laughs> a huge franchise potential. Oh, I see what he's thinking, because like the economy is kind of going down the toilet. There'll be more people living in ghettos all across the nation. Right, so it's going to be you know, a lot more popular, a lot more uh, relatable. relatable. Yeah, right, yeah right. exactly. 
And then, like, you know, when the movie comes out and the toys and everything, you know, I mean, he's... Because cause Ghetto Man is so obscure that uh, he's going to be able to just build, like, an entire like, supporting oh, cast. It'll be villains. like The Simpsons. So, like, you know, when, when uh, the movie comes out, I mean, he's going to see mad royalty checks, you know, because they're going to have to use all of his characters. Oh, my God. Other than, you know, Ghetto Man, because right. he didn't create him. But, right. You know. He's just going to reinvent him, though. Right, right. Re- or relaunch him. Relaunch. Relaunch. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was a close. Yeah. But uh, you know, of course, uh, the in the credits of the movie, they're they're going to say credited, to, you know, get a man created by Jack Kirby, right? You know, well, yeah. uh, story was, by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, know. that was uh, yeah because back when Jack Kirby and the uh, um, Stan Laurel used to work on the romance right, comics right. together. Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of revolutionized romance comics, and they introduced Ghetto Man, right? And uh, huge hit. Yep. Uh, turned the genre on its head, yep. and. Uh, yeah, the rest is history. Exactly. Well, good luck, Jeff Lemire. Good luck, Jeff Lemire. We miss you already. <laughs> yeah. So how you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> uh, we got this here comic that uh, we're we're gonna discuss. Mm, yeah. And uh, because I am uh, rapidly forgetting everything about it. Oh well. Uh, let's stop with this bullshitting around. Yeah, just get in. And just get into it. Okay. I'm into it already. Because I have, I had things I want to say about this comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, you know, it's been a week and I decided not to reread it when I probably should have. <laughs> right. And I've uh, forgotten most of everything that I thought about it. Okay. It's uh, been a couple weeks since I've read it, too, yeah, so don't worry. Right. Neither one of us. Don't worry. Neither one of. Don't worry, listener. Neither one of us have anything appropriate to say, <laughs> or relative, or anything. Uh, so yeah. Paying for it. Chester Brown, drawn in quarterly graphic novel, two hundred some plus pages. His first ever. His first uh, uh, full official original graphic novel. Yeah. Because everything else he's done has uh, just been serialized. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first major work since, uh... Louis Riel. Back in... Oh, man, it's been years. 2003, Uh, I'd say, yeah, ish, 2003-ish. I mean, other than, of course, the Fantastic Four, number nine, commission that he did. I'm sure he's done a lot of commissions. (laughs) How else is he going to pay for the sex? Right. (laughs) Uh, spoiler. Yeah. Uh... Uh, okay, so, when, well, didn't you say that, uh, he doesn't really do commissions, though? Oh, no, no, he, uh, his thing is, he won't sell any of his original art. Okay. Like, any published original art, but, um, like, whenever I wrote to him, I had read that, and he, but he, you know, he said, if you want any page of his original art from any of his comics, Mm -hmm. just write to him and he'll redraw the page, Uh, and, uh, you know, and he, you know, he's he's warning you in advance. It's not the actual thing that was printed, right. but it's the guy that did the actual thing that was printed redrawing it for right. you, because he's like kind of obsessive and keeps all of his original art. Right. I, uh, by reading this book, would not for an instant think that he was obsessive about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or he just uh, he's just off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't free uh, meditate things. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and also, uh, not for an instant would I think that, uh, he would be willing to just completely recreate art he's already done. Yeah. To sell. <clears throat> it's, it's kind of strange. Yeah. I have, uh, I've tried redrawing things that I've drawn before, and, uh, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not, uh. It's not fun. It's, uh. It doesn't seem like it would be fun. Like, kind of pointless. And that's, that's why I was like, well, shit, if he's, if he's gonna, if I'm gonna pay him to redraw something. Right. I might as well pay him to redraw something he's never drawn before. Right. And, and that's, like, he's the whole reason I started the Fantastic Four, uh, number nine right. project. Yeah. Yeah. Because of his unwillingness to sell his original. Yeah, if Chester Brown would sell original art, Right. There, there would be, be no Venice, therefore never nine project. Because I would just own a page of <clears throat> Ed the Happy Clown or something. Right. And, and, uh, I think it's fair to say that, uh, I think you even said this before, that, uh, Chester Brown is a fairly big influence on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it safe to say that that's the reason you even draw your autobiographical comic? I, I think that's the first autobiographical stuff I ever read was, because my, my brother was a big fan of his when I was growing up. And yeah, I remember reading, uh, like gummy fur when I was inappropriately young. Well, right. at least according to the the like, right? Yeah, right, yeah. What you're supposed to be. Um, but yeah, yeah. He is a huge influence on me. Yeah. Um. Well, that's where uh, I think uh, this book is going to come in here, because uh, it, it's been pointed out that uh, when we review books, that uh, you tend to be uh, uh, overtly forgiving about uh, things that are that are picked, and I tend to be overtly critical. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm coming into this thinking that you are a thousand percent gonna, that, that you loved this book more than life itself, uh, and that, uh, you're, you're not going to, uh, see any way to criticize any parts of it, uh, because, because again, he is like, such an influence to you, right? right. But I mean, he's you know, safe to say he's your hero. Uh, he's a, a, a hero, a hero, a, a hero. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you probably think that uh, by how I'm starting this, that uh, I absolutely uh, hated this. Right, right. Of course. Uh, well, that's how that's how I expect every uh, episode. To start. Well, right, right. right. Uh, so even coming in today, you, you probably just. Uh, oh yeah, when yeah. I when I picked it, I was like, he's gonna hate this one. Right. Yeah. And we're not joking around here. No, no, like, I'm, you, I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't hoping that you were, but I right, right. kind of expected it. Right. And I think I said last week that I, I've uh, I've had an inkling that you were going to be picking this at some point, and that I've sort of been dreading it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, you brought it to me. It's a, it's a thick-ass book. It's like 270-some pages, something like that. I think 50 <clears throat> of those pages are all just notes. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, appendices and references yeah. and uh and I think like when you when you first brought it over I read like the first fifty pages or so, like, you know, that evening. And you know, I was just gonna read you know, a little bit at a time and then the next day I sat down to read it and uh within two hours I'd finished the book. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh so it's a quick read. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pages that only have a couple panels or right, or whatnot. Right. Um there's a lot of notes, and I, I kind of skimmed them, even. Mm-hmm. Didn't read all of them, because, uh, you know, like, 
Yeah, better things to do with my life. And real than notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of them get repetitive too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so I read the first couple of chapters of this book and, uh, oh, I was pretty much, uh, sticking with my, my, uh, uh, with your gut instinct that, uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Alright. Uh, and then it turned around, around, uh, page 50 or so. Yeah. I don't know why and I don't know how. Because there is absolutely nothing that I can point to that's to say that I actually liked this book. But I certainly did not like it. Yeah? Yeah. Originally? No, I, I certainly didn't not like oh, it. Oh, you didn't not like it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In fact, I don't know how I feel about this book. It's, it, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what I mean. Um, it's one of those books where you read it and you're like, this is different from anything I've ever read. Yeah. And I need to figure out how that makes me feel. Yeah. Or what, what, what I'm thinking. If, if this is a good thing or if this is a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and also just the very topic of the book. I, I, I'm fearing the conversation that, uh, this is going to bring us to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paying for a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. That is the plot of the book. Yeah. It's, uh, Chester Brown deciding that, uh, he no longer wants to have any kind of, uh, romantic or, uh, intimate relationship with a woman, uh, but still wants sex. So he just decides to, to start seeing prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, uh, years in the, like, like, like this, this book is set over a period of like fifteen years, years or something. I think it was like nineties. Okay, 96, yeah, right. ninety-six to three or something. Yeah, and I think uh, it sort of ends around two thousand eight or so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even then, uh, like like his his last uh, boyfriend girlfriend relationship is you know depicted in the book as mm-hmm. ending in ninety-six, and I think it even takes him like three or four years to. Like, finally go see a prostitute. Right. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was a, a lengthy endeavor for him, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's kind of a big chunk of his, of his, you know, adult life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, do you want to, like, uh, just talk about the plot a little bit more before we get into it? Like, or is that pretty much it? Uh, you know? It is kind of plot. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, uh, his, uh, I mean, it, it's, it it's almost veering into the sort of David Heatley area of, you know Here's every every prostitute I've ever known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well I'm guessing like it seems like he you know, he just made a diary of of right. his of his adventures. Right. And uh and like you know, since he had all the information down, you know, it seems like he just like there's some of them that like they mean nothing. Like there's right, some there's yeah. some chapters about certain prostitutes that like it doesn't really add anything to the story, no, yeah. and it's not unique in any special way. But they're there anyway. I think some of them, like uh, you know, like uh, the uh, like the one that uh, he he feels is like trying to scam him. Like uh, yeah, yeah, that was only like two three pages. But, right. You know, I mean, I think they're all unique. Uh, but yeah, certainly some of them could have been dealt without. You know. Like, or like meshed, meshed into one because right. he said, uh, like, you know, he, he didn't want to reveal any of their identities, so he changed their names. And right. it's like, he could have meshed some of those together, probably. Yeah. 
And uh, he draws them all uh, with uh, black hair, uh, covers all their faces with uh, word balloons and captions, or himself. Or has them just facing the other way. Right, yeah. Which I think is kind of strange. Uh, I mean, it, it, like, I know why, because, you know, he doesn't want any, like, identifying features right. revealed, but I'm thinking he could either, A, change those features, right. or B, um, I don't know, it's well, like... Uh, I mean, I see where you're, what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you, primarily because, I mean... He's an okay artist, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, certainly he's not drawing photorealistic right. portraits of yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's that's my thing, too. Like, even if he drew someone, right. like, like you know, his drawings of himself, you know, you're like, okay, you know, that's him. Well, that's his, his characterized version of himself. Yeah. You know, like, you have, you know, the version of Jason Young that you draw, mm-hmm. which, you know, is just, you know, how you draw yourself. That's you know, right. something you've done repetitively for years. And, you know, that's, that's what he has, and I'm sure, you know, like his... But no one would recognize him. Like, right. If they yeah. hadn't... Like, if it, if it was just, like, he wasn't a famous artist, and he just was some guy that worked at McDonald's and right. he drew himself, you know, I'm sure everyone that saw it wouldn't be like, oh, that's Chet yeah. from McDonald's. Yeah. Right. And uh, I know his uh, his ex-girlfriend is, is kind of a celebrity in Canada, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've never seen a picture of her, you know, I've, I've never seen the, the porn movie she was in. She was on a porn movie? <laughs> Sort of. Oh, the year of the carnivore? No. Oh. Uh, it's called Short Bus. Oh, okay. I've and, heard of that. Uh, she, uh, she has like a, a masturbation sequence and, uh, you know, fucks a dude in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Sukian Lee. Mm-hmm. I, I met her once. I know you did. But, uh, I've never seen her porn movie. Yeah. I have no desire to, because it just doesn't sound interesting otherwise right. here. Oh, we'll prepare to dust off your veto. <laughs> uh, I will tell you this, uh, Year of the Carnivore is uh, becoming available on Netflix soon. Ooh, cool. Uh, so, you know. Uh, I'd like to see that. I'm sure you would. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, I mean, uh, so, I mean, when he draws her, though, otherwise, you know, she's just an Asian lady, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's like, is he adding some sort of mystique to it by not showing their faces, you know? Or, I mean, it, like, definitely, I'm sure it affects the way you, uh, you know, view the character in the book by not Uh, never seeing their face. It's kind of mysterious and... I don't find it mysterious at all. I find it unrelatable. Yeah. And I find all of his art in this book to be unrelatable. Because uh, there's no like, there's no facial features. Everybody's exactly. Just, and and <clears throat> another thing, it's that, inhuman. Well, he's very. He, I think he's very clinical about everything. I mean, because I mean, obviously, every panel is like exactly the same size. Right. And and if you notice, like, there's never close-ups of people. It's always like this pulled back, right. like detached kind of mid shots uh, or long shots. There. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a very, like, detached kind of feel yeah. to everything that he does. Right. Uh, I will say that uh, there is one character in their... It's weird to call them characters since they're real people. Yeah, they're real people. Uh, there is one real person character in this book that I actually did find relatable. I know exactly who you're going to say. Because as soon as I read it, I was like, 
That sounds like Eric. <laughs> Are you talking about when he says illustration is a chore sometimes? That guy? Um, Seth. I, Seth. Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> they're having this uh, conversation where, uh, um, you know, Seth's trying to, like, play devil's advocate, I think. Yeah. And, or, he, or that or, like, he's having the normal reaction that probably anybody would have if, you know, they find out one of their good friends right. is visiting prostitutes. They're like... They don't know exactly why, but they're like, this is wrong and something, he, I need to help him out of this. Right. So he's just, anything that he can think of, he's telling Chet. And one yeah. of the things is, uh, you know, he's like, well, don't you think that that's degrading to them? You know, don't you think they hate their job? And, and, uh, and, uh, Chet says, you know, you hate doing illustration work for a job, you know, for a job, but you do it anyway. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that reminded me of you because you, you're like, I hate drawing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and not just that, but like you know, just the whole moral stance that he takes. Just every time he appears in the book, he says something that rings true to me. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I think that's kind of how I feel about this situation. And uh, uh, and yet, still at the same time, like like coming away from the book, you know, uh I guess here's, like, sort of one of my problems with this book is that clearly Chester Brown has an agenda uh, when it comes to this topic. Right. Uh, Yet, like, I never feel that he makes his case for it. It it almost seems like he made more more of the case of it in the, the notes at the end. Right. Um... Which is kind of one of those things that, that, you know, I like to hold firm to is that, you know, if, if you're telling, uh, a story, uh, be it, you know, fictional or not, mm-hmm. uh, if you have to later go back and explain it, then you didn't do your job. Right. Um, unless my, my theory is maybe the, the actual comic portion, you know, the two thirds of it that's the comic or three fourths of it that's the comic is, you know, just, you know, here's what happened, and then the the case for why right. it should be, you know, why it's right is is the stuff they added later. But there are scenes where he's talking with Seth and Joe Matt right. and, uh, you know, his, his friend friends. Chris or whatever. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, there, there are pages of conversation that they're having right. discussing, you know, the, the morality of prostitution and the legality of it. And any of those instances, he could try to make his case, you know, like like tweak events mm-hmm. to to get his point of view across. Yeah. In, uh, I mean, because uh, he's getting his view across. I mean, he he's down with prostitutes. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much his point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he but, thinks he thinks it should be decriminalized, right? Not regulated, but right. just not illegal, right? And uh, it, it just seems like, uh, he didn't do his job in, it, like, if I were writing this book, like, like, if it were me having these experiences, what I would want to try to do is not only just, you know, get my point across with it, but also try to make a reasonable argument so that when you're reading it, right. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, I get it. Without having, you know, 50 yeah. pages of notes in the back. I, I think, I think, 
I get a little more of that he got the point across than, than you're saying because, like, the whole early part of it is is building up to this where, you know, like, he's, you know, I think his point is, you know, he's witnessed all these things. He's had all these experiences. Like, you know, he's had these horrible relationships. He's watched and listened to horrible relationships. Right. He's, uh, you know, he got to the point where he was celibate and he was, like, considering paying for a photo with a, a former playmate. Right. And he was like, what's the boundary here? You know, why is that okay? And, you know, why is, you know, the next step of paying for actual sex? Right. And, uh... Well, I'm gonna just the hood right there. Yeah. It's not okay to get your picture taken with a former playmate. <laughs> for money? For money. Yeah. Or ever. Yeah. Even for free? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Aww. So what do you... Do you have an opinion on, on uh, prostitution? Because... I mean, you've never had prostitutes, yeah, no, right? Yeah. Me and you, neither one of us, um, not together or separately. Not together or separately. <laughs> uh, I mean, though, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Right. right. But, but uh, here in Ohio, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never considered it. Never once popped in my mind, even uh, when I've had like two or three years stretches of right. not even going on a date. Right. Uh, never even considered trying to call an escort service or anything. Right. Um, not because I'm against it. I think, fine, whatever. But uh, I've got no interest in it. Never have. I think that's pretty much my point of view on it. Yeah. Because um, you know, I am currently in that uh, two, three year uh, situation where it's been a very long time since I've uh, been intimate with a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone any kind of date or anything like that. Uh, uh, and yeah, it never crosses my mind that, uh, oh, this is an option. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, yeah, it's not for me. <clears throat> um, as far as it being for other people, that's kind of where I start to get hazy. Yeah. Uh, like, I guess, for the most part, you know, if you're not bothering me, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I still kind of think it's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, I think it should be legal. I think, I mean, Chesterone makes a case and I kind I, I'm 90, like 95% sh- sure that I believe him. Right. That he's happy. Uh, that, yeah, that yeah, this works yeah. for him. This is, this is his thing. And, uh, I'm 95, there's 5% of me that thinks he's lying. Right. Or that he's deluding himself. Right. But 95% of me thinks that that's not the case. And, uh, yeah, and if that works for people, I think that's cool. Go for it. Right. Whatever works. But I, I, yeah, it just, it's gross. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm also coming from this, uh, the fact that I, Strongly suspect that my neighbor's a pimp. Yeah. And that, uh, maybe he's pimping out his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and they're disgusting human beings. <laughs> they are just awful. You've talked about it. You, you may have heard about them. Yeah, you may have heard them. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, like, yeah, I just, I can't imagine because cause if, if she is a prostitute, I'm pretty sure she's a streetwalker type. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I just could not imagine seeing her and picking her up. Well, well, I mean, you never know, though. Some there's. Yeah, diff- no, that's not really represented in this book at all. Right. Like, like, uh, like. That's the- all like twenty-two hot, twenty-year-old hot Asians that he's having sex right. with, basically. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, like that whole the the streetwalker angle is not even touched on in this book, other than like initially when he his, decides to try to find one. Right. His, his like thoughts. Right. Yeah. It's like, how would that work? That that is one of my oh I don't want a tangent but that is one of my favorite parts of the book just like the, him riding his bike around and, and and finding yeah and uh like just the 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 part of me that loves voyeuristic things um and, and when I say that I don't mean just like peeping through a keyhole watching right, girls right, undress right. just like watching people do whatever in their right. daily life I love the fact that we get to watch all of this unfold in his mind like you know how he went about it and it's not just like it opens up with him like, you know, fucking hookers through right, the whole book. Right, yeah. It's like his it's thought the, process. Oh yeah, like yeah. how he how he figured out how to do it. Like, right. uh What he did wrong. Like things that he was like, okay, I'll never ask for a half and half again. Right, you know, yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. Like I love that whole. You know, you're. It's like you're there with him, but you don't have to deal with any of the yeah. the, the parts of it. Uh, I mean, it was still. I don't know, and and. Like, he himself does not come off great. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just, He's like, that's the worst blowjob I've had. You know? Well, that or like, uh, oh, I'm looking for a uh, petite 22-year-old and uh, she's clearly 28. Yeah. This is <laughs> gross. Yeah. You know, just that <laughs> like sort of... Like he's ordering off a menu. You know? Yeah. I mean... I think that's the part that bothers me about the whole prostitution thing as far as personally. Like, um, like if I found out Every girl I've ever dated uh, was also a prostitute. Right. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be disgusted because I was having sex with a girl who had sex for money. Like right. that's that. That's not what I find disgusting. What I would find disgusting is being involved in the process of like, I have to pay you to want to have any sort of intimacy with me. Right. And and Chester Brown even. Like, cause he's clearly not a fan of regular monogamous relationships. Right. And he, he comes across as saying, well, we all pay for sex somehow. Right. Um, and he's saying like, you know, I, I go do things with my girlfriend, like shop with her, or right. if I don't feel like going out to karaoke, I still go sometimes. Right. Um, and I'm paying for it, right. you know, but to me, that is not the same as not just at all. handing somebody cash yeah. and saying, fuck me. Yeah. Because. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, in 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 any kind of relationship like 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 that, you know, there's the give and take. You know, yeah, you may not want to go, you know, hang out at a bar, you know, on Friday nights with your girlfriend, but you do it because she likes to do it. Exactly. And you're not doing that because you know, oh, well, you're gonna get laid later because right. of it. You're doing it because you like hanging out with her. Because I want to be with her. Because I'm trying to build something. Right. Like, like if I met a girl on the street and she was dressed like a streetwalker and, and I was like, how much? And she goes, uh, you gotta go shoe shopping with me and, uh, hang out, uh, karaoke two right. weekends in a row. I would be like, uh, deal. I mean, like, you know, like <laughs> that's, that would have a completely different feel to me than, right. than as far as like, well, this person that I care about 
likes to do these things. Right. And I want to make her happy and I want to spend time with her. Right. So it fulfills me to be a part of it. Right. And at the same time, you know, it's not one way. You know, she's hanging out with you, you know, doing stuff that you want to do. Exactly. And, and, you know, that maybe she'd rather be doing something else. Exactly. Because it, you're, you're working together. You're, 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 you're being a couple. And, and then Chester, I'm imagining Chester Brown would say, well, then it's a lose-lose situation because right. you're neither one happy. Uh, but that's not true. No, like, yeah. I've, I've had, uh, I've only, I've, I've only had really close relationships uh, with a few women over the years. Right. Um, oh, excuse me. But none of them have, like, once it gets to the point where it's not, you know, it's not worth it, you right. just get out of it, you know? Right. Um, and, I, and you're not talking about, you're specifically not talking about, like, it's worth all the hassle, you know, you know, fuck each other at any other right, day. Yeah. You're, you're talking about, you know, just... Just general happiness. Right, general happiness. You're both, you know, getting on each other's nerves. You mm-hmm. know, there's undue stress. Right. You know, just, yeah, then, yeah, get the fuck out. But, right. Uh, <laughs> and, and he says, another thing he says is, uh, uh, I wanted to bring this up, that um, he, he, uh, he doesn't like monogamous intimate relationships because... Of the possessive quality that everyone feels. Right. And like how, you know, uh, you can't have an intimacy with a second person or the other person gets jealous or even right. if you're not having an intimacy, but they're, they think that there's some sort of connection, like they get jealous, which isn't a trait that's present in other t- types of like relationships, like right. friends. And to me, that's wrong. That's because wrong. Yeah. I've had friends that get pissed off if you, you know, are spending time with other friends, and yeah. I've had girlfriends that, like, I've been dating my girlfriend, it'll be, like, two years and a couple weeks here. Right. We've never had one argument. Right. And, uh, and he's, you know, he's saying that, that that's the exception to the rule that, you know, all possessive monogamous relationships result in uh, resentment and... Right. But I think that's just his experience, and that I'm sure that's a lot of people's experience. I've had that experience. I've had that experience too, and and uh, you know, with with uh, my most recent ex, you know, I definitely had that experience. We you know had arguments, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, we, we loved each other very much, and I still love her. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and uh, she's you know, one of my favorite people in, in the world. And what it comes down to is, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, oh, or I mean, and and there's something wrong with her too. As I say, but. I think, there, you know, it's not, you just have to find the right combination. Well, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's that. I think it's that, uh, that, uh, you know, for me, uh, I think that if I were to find someone new, I would probably have the same problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's me. You know, it comes down to me. And, uh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh. That can be a problem. Yeah. If, uh, and, uh, in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I think, you know, that Chester Brown, that's his experiences, uh, I think it really comes down to, you know, there's a problem with him. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, cause even, like, I don't want to spoil the ending, like, how it turns out. I'm not going to, but, right. but, uh, even his solution to me, like, 
it's, it's begging for disaster. Right. Well, you see, uh, this, this is tough because I kind of want to talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. Spoil it. Okay. We're going to uh, spoil it. Here's the ending spoiled, so tune yeah. Um, basically at the end of the book, he, he sort of returns to monogamy. I think that's even the, the title of that chapter. Mm-hmm. Where he basically has found one prostitute that he wants to continue having sex with. Because he probably loves her. Because he probably loves her, right. And, uh, but yet, he's still paying her. She's uh, decided to be monogamous with him. With him. So, alright. <laughs> they, they live in Toronto? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm imagining, cause, cause, uh, you've, you visited there before. It was funny, I've actually, like, the first street where he tries to pick up hookers right. was the, the street that, uh, uh, it wasn't the street that our motel was on last time, but it was, like, the cross street where, like, I always walked to get groceries. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is Jester Brown's horn, 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 uh, stomping ground, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Toronto, uh, fairly, uh, metropolitan city, uh-huh. uh, you know, modern day, uh, I'm imagining Canada or not, probably pretty pricey to live in. Yeah. Um, uh, if, cause, cause he, uh, like towards the beginning of, of his experiences, he, uh, he budgets himself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> clinically as he does everything. Yeah. Uh, how many times he can visit a hooker. Per year. Or, per year. Yeah. You know, how much it would cost him on average. He's like, I could do it for, uh, maybe I'd better do it every three months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or three, three weeks. I think three weeks. Yeah, I think it is yeah. three, every three weeks, yeah. Uh, except for the period where, uh, he had, uh, Louis Real published. <laughs> yeah, and he had and, a uh, tour. He, like two years he went without. Oh man, that must have been the worst book tour ever. <laughs> <laughs> he just hated being there, I'm sure. I'm sure they were comic, uh, groupie girls, right? Yeah, uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't mention him in there. Yeah. I'm sure he would. Well, it's because he didn't have to pay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's in the other book. Getting yeah. it, getting it for free. The sequel. <laughs> uh, so basically, by him becoming monogamous with uh, this this final prostitute, who he calls Denise, who he calls Denise, uh, who apparently, as of this publication, you know, is still monogamous with him. Yeah. Uh, basically, he is funding her entire life then. Yes. And uh, she is having sex with him. Right. That is weird. Um, to me, that, that's, to me, that's a warped, uh, definition of love because, yeah. as, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gruff manly dude. I mean, people look at me and they think leathered cowboy type, you know, like, they're like, are you a mechanic or a wrestler? I'm <laughs> I'm like neither, sir. Well, yeah, really? I yeah, thought you would say both. No, no, I, I'm straight up, <laughs> and I say, um, even though I have this gruff, manly exterior, I'm a romantic at heart, and I be- I believe in like, you know, kind of traditional l- love, you know. <laughs> so to me, that is a pretty warped sense of love. Is like, I'm in love with this person, so I pay them to have sex with me, right? And they return the favor by taking my money and having sex with me. Right. That seems unhealthy to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like I said earlier, if it works for him and he's legitimately happy, fucking A. Go for right. it. Whatever works. But, I mean... Like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But, uh, I mean, doesn't it seem at that point, though, that, that Denise has moved on from prostitution and is just flat out a crook? It almost seems... Because I can't wrong. imagine that him paying, what, $200? I think it's about 180 Yeah, <laughs> about $180. Uh, you know, for an hour session uh, is paying all of her bills. Yeah, unless, if, I'm like, that's why I was thinking that too. I was like, does she have another job or does he visit her a lot more often than every three weeks? Right. Um, how's that work? And, right. and also I had the thought, I got Chester Brown laid twice. <laughs> and, and he had enough to, and he had enough to give her a good tip. Both times. Because I gave him 500 bucks in the middle of all this, uh, uh, horn. Yeah, Man. all this horn. So, the, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, I, I totally got him late twice. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You should get a thank you. That's money well spent. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like Kickstarter. Yeah. You, know, you donate so much. It's, it's Cockstarter. <laughs> right, that's what it is. <laughs> you did donate so much, you get your name listed in the book. Oh, if, if I donated like, if I donated a thousand dollars, I get a handy from his girlfriend. Uh, 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 just kidding, Denise. Yeah. With air quotes, I, I don't know you, but uh, yeah, it does seem like something's maybe right. foul there. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, and it, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm supporting him, you know, throughout the whole. You know, pr- prior to Denise, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, you know, he was just paying for a blowjob. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, from, from, uh, women who he, uh, vehemently, uh, says are not sex slaves. Right. And he gives all the reasons why. Right. For everyone. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I, uh, okay. I can see him deciding that okay, th- this is this is my monogamous relationship now. Mm-hmm. I just can't picture that from again. We don't know this person, right? Uh, I just cannot realistically picture that from her side, right? You know, to choose to be monogamous with one John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what bothers me. It's like it almost seems like. Look, it's my girlfriend. And then right. she's like, yeah, yeah, give me some more money. Yeah. And, like, I hope it's not that way, but yeah. I hope maybe they both just have what I consider a warped view of love. Right. And, like, you know, I hope they're both happy and I hope they both care for each other. Right. I really do. Because right. I, I, like, part of me thinks, like, oh, God, this is going to go sour. Chester Brown's going to kill himself. Right. Like, and I hope that never happens because he is seriously one of my favorite artists of right. all time. And, uh, storytellers too. I mean, not just like his illustration, but right. I wish nothing but the best for him because, you know, selfishly so, because wanna I want to see more work. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd want to check out anything else other than, uh, you know, buy him. Mm-hmm. Based on this, I think this is the only thing I've read by him. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily just because now I'm just always going to think of him as that guy that pays for sex. Yeah, yeah. You know? I could see how 
<clears throat> I can see how that would mar your uh, right. you know, vision of opinion of them. I'm certainly uh, I don't hate him on the level that I dislike a uh, David Heatley. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, this was this. I still don't know how I feel about this type that, of book. That, isn't that a sign of a good book, though? Yeah. When you're like, I can't just say, oh, this is, you know, I classify this as, you know, like this category over here. Right. Like, like there's parts of it that, you know, I really interested in. There's parts of it that are, like, you know, you don't agree with at all. And then there's right. parts of it that you, you like, question things. And, like, that's a sign of a, of a, of a good book, I think. Yeah. Uh... See, for me, a sign of a good book would be that, would I recommend this to anybody? And I don't think I could recommend this to anybody, but at the same time, I think it's worth reading. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you just recommended it to people. <laughs> in sort of a, like, like if someone said, hey, I'm looking for something to read, you know, what do you suggest? Paying for it would not be at the top of my list. But if they picked it up and said, should I read this? You'd so, be like, yeah, yeah, give it a try. Yeah. 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 Uh... I, I definitely will say, as as just a fan of comics, it is not my favorite thing by him. Because, like earlier, you said, you know. But then there's part of me, you know, the part of me that loves autobiovoyeuristic, right. re, re, like, revelatory stories. Yeah. This is pretty much... I've never seen anything as revealing as this right. autobio. Uh, Joe Matt book? Not even Joe Matt, because his... Okay, now that's an interesting point, too. I was thinking about this earlier today. If Joe Matt would have done this book... I think I would have liked it more. Okay. I think I think it would have been more entertaining, but I think it would have been a lot less thought provoking. Right. And is that simply just because that's what he does? Yeah, I mean, he does these autobio stories that are, you know, it's true and it's like gross and whatever, but right. they're just a lot more fun. They're a okay. lot more cartoony. There's like it's just a lot more even though the subject matter is is sometimes disgusting, it's it's a lot more fun and like right. you know whimsical I think it's just his style but uh yeah I think I think I would have liked this story by Joe Matt more uh I think I would have liked this story more if uh Jim Lee did it and there's collars on everything everybody needs a collar <laughs> some knee pads yeah well definitely some knee pads Chester Brown needed some knee pads yeah. a couple times you know what I'm saying oh yeah I thought <laughs> Uh, <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think I think if he would have drawn this in a more uh, like I don't want to say cartoony, but but more fluid style, I guess. It's not not so like strict. Yeah, and and oh, it's very strict. Static. See, it doesn't seem static to me. Like I, I can still see like the movement. But it's very, like, I feel very removed at the same time. Right, yeah. Like, I'm watching it all from some sort of camera, like, in a in a security room or something. Right, right. Yeah, there are some just angles that, you know, are, are very, uh, yeah, like a, like a security camera. Uh, but but mostly, like, like, he always draws himself with just a blank expression. Just like he a draws, slit for a mouth. Yeah, all of his... And, I mean, he's kind of a weird-looking dude anyway, uh, at least from the picture that's yeah. in the back <laughs> of the That picture is creepy. Yeah. It almost looks like some photoshopped alien or yeah. something. Uh, but, you know, I mean, everyone else, you know, the, nobody... Like, even when he and his friends are having arguments about this, 
you know, nobody changes expression. There's no eyebrows. There's no eyebrows. There's not even, you know, flailing arms or anything. Everybody's just sitting perfectly still. And uh, there's one clever part that that I thought was neat was uh, uh, there's a, a conversation between him and Seth where... Obviously, I was psyched with Seth the whole time. Yeah. Also, because he's a snazzy dresser. He is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're having an argument, and Seth says something to piss him off, and there's just a thought balloon with, like, a th- oh, thunderbolt. Yeah. A thundercloud, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And then he, like, sort of clears up, and then, like, you know, reiterates his argument, but, like, without ever changing his expression. Right, yeah. So it's like saying, like, he does have some things going on inside, right, he yeah. just remains... You know, and it's weird, too, because I've met him three times at conventions over the years, and he's always smiling and, like, right. like he seems kind of not animated like Jim Carrey, but, you know, he's right. he, he doesn't seem like the stoic, like, removed person that characters. he presents yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and, like, even, uh, like, the one part of the uh, the notes that I read uh, was the, the section by Seth, where he actually sort of, uh, I guess... Uh, I guess he asked everybody he presented in the book, you know, to sort of uh, give their side of story uh, in the notes. But right. Seth is the only one that took him up on it. And uh, there's like a, a section where you know he he says that he calls, you know, it, well, a it's the only section that I read all the way through. Uh, but he says he calls Chester Brown, you know, the robot because yeah. he he doesn't express human emotions. Yeah. Uh, but then he turns around and said that actually he's like one of the funniest guys he knows, and he's also usually pretty lively. He just chooses not to express himself that way. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm also going to say that my absolutely favorite, 100% top of the list favorite part of this book is in the notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, where he uh, talks about how uh, he had many conversations with Dave Sim. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Decided not to have Dave Sim read a copy of this book because they had a falling out when uh, Dave Sim demanded that he sign an online petition <laughs> to, to be say that he was not a misogynist. Yeah. And uh, just run didn't sign it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> oh, me and Brian John Mitchell signed it. Yeah. What yeah. a Brian John Mitchell. You did yours under duress, though. Yeah. Well, no, I I uh I actually got a letter back from oh, him I bef- before yeah. I signed it. Before yeah. I signed it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a little <laughs> little debate on that too. Um, man, yeah, seems like there was something else I really wanted to say about this whole uh, this whole mess that Chester Brown's got himself into. Oh, what's he gonna do now? <laughs> it is it is funny though that uh, it kind of kind of makes me love Canada even more that someone can do this historical uh, representation of a you know historical character like louis real sure. and then immediately the next book they do is uh, uh you know revealing that, it, that all the hosey's banging and uh and still all these people show up at a library right. to uh meet him meet him and yeah. talk to him and it's it's totally okay yeah. yeah well he didn't have this book out by that point it we were at least there uh, so yeah maybe yeah. we'll see if he's there next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i mean it seems it seems like this could be something that like could bite him in the ass yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that cost extra. Right. Yeah, he would know. Um, but I would imagine he even even him who is the author of you know off the beaten path books. Right. I imagine this even lost him some fans. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, 
Because some people just are, they, they just grew up, you know, morally opposing this and from every respect. Right. You know. Uh, like even, uh, before we did this, like, I you know, did a little research. I looked on Wikipedia about this book and just trying to get more of an insight, not from his point of view, but from, you know, outsider point of view. Uh, you know, like his publisher or whatever. And then, like, I read a couple of interviews with him. Uh, and even, like, in the interviews, like, you know, comment section, you know, at the end was just, you know, automatically just filled with, like, this is a sick human being. It deserves to die. Like, all the horsey bangs, you know. Yeah. And bullshit like that. And. God hates pros. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah, as, as much as I'm. I'm opposed to prostitution, uh, but, and yeah, not from any kind of moral standpoint. Just. Ickiness. Ickiness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly don't wish death on anyone who would. And, right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm sure there are lots of clean. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure there represent, are. Represent, you know, yeah. like perfect. Like in the back, he has quotes from people that are like, right. oh, my clients are all really nice and yeah. like, this makes me feel sexually empowered, and right. I'm sure there are people like that. But I mean, we all know that if it was decriminalized, every lazy, right. fucking junkie yep. and dirty hoe bag in, right. in the world—that's that's their new job. Yep. They just got hired. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how this makes me feel about him as a person. Uh, I think this is pretty much where I, I would say this book is good. Uh, but I don't know how I feel about the author of this yeah. book. Well, you're always saying, you know, it's easy to separate the, uh, the, uh, work from the... Yeah, but when your work is your life. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'd probably read something by him again. I mean, he's, he's a good storyteller. Uh, I certainly was never bored by any parts of this book. Uh, I mean, you know, it took me two hours to read it, so it was it was yeah. engaging. Yeah, yeah. it's know. a page turner kind yeah. of. Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, I think I've said before on the show that like you know I never want to read or watch any like supplemental material for anything that we review anymore right. because uh, it usually changes my opinion on, on how I feel. But it didn't this time. Uh, no, it did. Oh, yeah. Uh, cause I read, you know, e- even Robert Crumb's introduction, uh, sort of just got me off on a bad foot with this book. Yeah. And then Chester Brown had like a, a three page, you know, prologue, uh, you know, written piece, uh, that, that just sort of already put me in the mind frame of what an ass. <laughs> and, and it did take me like 50 ish pages to, to actually start liking it. Right. Yeah. It, it is it is weird to me. Like I, I'm, I just imagine him sitting there, drawing all these panels of him, like from behind with some some girls, you know, like legs in the air. Right. Like, isn't that? Does that make him? I, I hope it. At least that makes him laugh a little bit. Like, you know, like I'm drawing my my ass fucking this whore, <laughs> and someone's gonna read it. Right. Oh, this is great. You know, like, cause I mean, that's in there like, fifty times at know? least. Yeah. 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 And then it's gotta be sort of like empowering or like, right. or, or just fun, you know? Or at least feeling like, you know, he's pulling one over on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like, you're gonna pay to watch me have right, sex. Yeah. 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 So, uh, wow, oh, wow, we, we, he is the prostitute and we're the John. Oh, shit. Oh my god. And I know you said that he doesn't like the title of this because yeah. 
uh, you know, the publisher suggested it. Right, and, and it implies that he has some sort of comeuppance at the end. Right. Which, uh, you know, as we've Perhaps maybe he will. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think, uh, um, oh, oh, shit, I just lost it. Paying for it. Uh, um, oh, wow, it's gone. It's gone. It just disappeared. <laughs> well, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh-huh. Because uh, uh, I got a piss like a resource. Okay. And uh, maybe in that time you'll. Uh... I'll think of it. Yeah, 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 I will. All right. Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. So that was the thing I was going to try to say. Right. Um, it, just the title paying for it. Right. Um, and like, you know, like I said, the publisher came up with that, that title. Um, when I, when I first saw the blurb and previews about this and I, and I ordered a copy, um, and I took it home and I, you know, once it came out, I took it home to read it. I had no idea. Like I was, Completely not prepared for the type of story this was. Okay. I really thought it was going to be a lot more, like, like not that he's known for a whimsy, but I thought it was going to be more like, I went through this crazy period in my 20s right. where I did something and, like, here's me. Oh, <clears throat> oh I fucked up. And, right. like, here's, here's me talking about it. Like, I never, ever would have thought it would have been something as, like, you know, here's my new life plan. Right, you know, right. like, you know. <laughs> it really took me for a loop. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know much about his work, uh, or him, 
uh, I kind of thought the same thing that that it was like, uh, yep, this is what I did when I was uh, younger. Yeah, you know, just a stupid kid, and uh, my, here's me reminiscing. My wife laughs about it now. Yeah, 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 yeah but uh, no, it's like, oh, this happened last year. Yeah, and it's probably <laughs> going to happen happening. until I die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would have to say because well, I don't know because he's fifty, fifty-one, something like that. Uh. That sounds right. Yeah. Because uh, it was like 40 when it all started. Right. So, yeah. so uh, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, I'm 30, 32, almost 33. I'm kind of set in my ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine that, uh, I guess, at, at the age of 50, uh, he, uh, I wanted to say that maybe later on he'll, he'll kind of realize that, uh, that this isn't working out yeah. the way he wanted it to. Uh, oh, or, or, Maybe he just will eventually feel the need to to do something different. But I think at the age of 50, that's when you start to become a stubborn old man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and what happens if, you know, air quotes, Denise says, like, yeah, you know, I need to to go on vacation. So I started, you know, banging, letting a couple other dudes bang me. In fact, it's been going on for months now. Right. Um, You know, what happens then? Right, because he has... Emotionally invested in her now. Right. Even, and financially. <laughs> yeah. Does he just melt down at that point? Right, yeah. I don't know. I hope not. I, I hope not either. I hope know. it never happens. Yeah. I, you know, like I said before, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. Right. It just seems unhealthy to me. It seems like it's not gonna. Right. Or if he does happen to, you know, reevaluate, uh, his, his, uh, yeah, not so much his stance, I guess. I mean, you know, he has his opinion, and uh, it's valid, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know. It's hard to argue with all the oh, yeah. stuff I mean, he puts forth, other than the fact that, like I said earlier, uh, everybody would have that job. Right. Everybody that you don't want to have that job would have that job. Right. And there would be a lot more disease. There would be a lot more, you know. Right. Because he's saying, no, don't regulate it, so it's like it's not like the government's testing these people, and right. you know, and and you know, he's saying it's not fair that they would have to regulate that. Right. Know? Um, but you know. you know, I mean, the government regulates a lot of things, right? And for the best, I would say. Yeah. 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 You don't want. Yeah, you don't. You don't want people with diseases having sex for money. Right. I mean, that's just. I don't want people with diseases, uh, you know, pumping my gas. <laughs> uh, definitely not pumping your ass, though. Definitely yeah. not doing that either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, people at restaurants, you know, uh, you know, they they have to take precautions and, and do certain things, and, and if they don't, they get fired or written up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, tattoo artists. Uh, tattoo yeah. artists have to be, you know, licensed and, and you know. Right. And, yeah. I have to meet certain uh, cleanliness right, know, yeah. quotas or whatever. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that maybe that's not a terrible thing to have happen. Yeah. Yeah. Plus... If you're going to do that. Plus, like, uh, you know, drug addicts with eight kids right. in their apartment probably wouldn't be hookers at that point. Right, yeah. You know, because they couldn't apply for the hooker license. Right, or, yeah. Or couldn't pay, afford it or whatever. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it's definitely not a like, here's the easy answer to all these questions, but it's a really, it's really cool that something, you know, makes you think that much. Right. Uh, uh, especially in a book about fucking. Right. Uh, uh, 
Should we take another break? <laughs> Do you need to pick? Uh, no. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> um, uh, I did know a friend. I had a friend who, uh, uh, got to the point where he told me he was, you know, like, he, he couldn't get a date. Right. And he's like, you know, actively pursuing dating. Right. And he couldn't get one and he was so frustrated. He was like, I, he's like, I'm to the point where I'm going to look for a hooker. Right. This is a couple of years ago. Um, no longer friends with the guy, so I don't know if that ever happened, but, right. um. Because he was actually pursuing I'm like, a I'm like, excuse me, you're what? Get out of my life, sir. <laughs> no, no, he just, uh, always showed up at my house drunk and like threatening. Oh, threatening. Is this, uh, I, I don't want to say his name. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, this is the kid, I believe, the uh, very first time you and I ever had drawing night, you had to go pick him up from jail? That's him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. See, I don't talk to him anymore. Right. I wish him the best. I hope he's uh, got out of that, but I'm done. Right. You know? Yeah. I've, I've tried. I've helped him out enough that uh, you know, he's, he's burnt that bridge. Right. But I wish him well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he ever did end up with the hookers or not. Right. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm actively, uh, trying to date anyone at this point in time. I think I'm just sort of, uh, uh, hit that point where, uh, it, it's probably just a severe depression where I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm just, uh, it's never going to happen for me at this point anymore. Uh, and I'd like to get laid. Yeah. But I don't feel like putting in the effort, or the time. Or the money. Or the money. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, like I said, prostitution has never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, I could have the bluest of the bluest balls. <laughs> and, uh, it'll just never occur to me that that's an option for yeah. me. Uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, I would, uh, you know, I'd rather just have a girlfriend at some point, but uh, at the same time, you know, kind of okay not having one either. Right. Yeah. I got shit to do. Yeah. I got yeah. Two podcasts. I got, uh, I got a drawing a day. I do. You don't need a bitch bring me down. No. You got ninety nine problems already. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this thing I need is some woman telling me that uh, you need to, to go sing karaoke. Oh no, my god! Doing. Tell me about I'm it. I'm like, I got a sketch I got to do today. That's right. Of course, you could totally sketch a karaoke. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sketch in loud place. Mm. And I think that's also part of my problem is I don't like leaving the house anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, probably another reason why uh, I'm it's not hard. actively seeking out it, a, a girlfriend. As I say, it's, it's hard to pick up the chicks inside of your house. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really is. Yeah. So there's there's your catch-22 right there. Yeah. Kind of like we hit the nail on the head. Right. But like I said, I think I've uh, come to terms with that, and uh, I'm okay with uh, not leaving my house and uh, not meeting any chicks here. Yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. <clears throat> but again, uh, as I also mentioned, uh, you know, there's something uh, deeply wrong with me, and uh, maybe if I can fix that, I can uh, maybe start leaving the house again. And maybe I'll meet someone. That's but sounds I'm like a goal. S- I'm certainly not going to, uh, you know, Peruse wanted ads. Not gonna go on Turb. Yeah. Uh, is there? A, I guess. Uh, well, that's Toronto. Yeah. So is there a Derb? <laughs> Dayton. Dayton. Uh, I don't. Know, I forget what it stands uh, yeah, for. Escort review something. Yeah. Bureau or I don't know. Board. Board. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love the fact that he's like 
all on the internet writing reviews for hookers like uh, sloppy blowjob uh, <laughs> does anal though yeah A plus <laughs> it's uh it's weird because uh, I remember when uh, when when our good friend Joe uh, got married uh, saying because because he met his wife via uh, an online dating service mm-hmm. and uh, he said that you know well maybe uh, those online dating services should have you know reviews. Like like Amazon, you know, like like uh, oh your product review yeah like like uh, you know he got his uh, his wife and now he's happy you know four stars <laughs> it's like well can you really you, you married her so obviously you know you, you like the product so. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and nobody else can get one now oh yeah and, so it's yeah. It's not like, yeah, try her. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not like that, yeah. <laughs> She'll marry you, too. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is weird. And, like, even some of the prostitutes talked about how they wouldn't read the reviews because they're like, right. I just feel weird people describing what I do. Right. Well, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think any great artist... You know, doesn't really want to read the reviews yeah. that people leave. Right. Because right. what if they don't like them? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I freak out whenever I do a Brian John Mitchell comic and someone compares me to Jim Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I just read a review of uh, Monthly. Oh, yeah. Uh, a new one, and it was favorable. Yeah. yeah. So you really liked the art, too. So there was a good twist, and, like, art was good. Yeah. I, uh,. <laughs> I read a review of, of two books. One of them was monthly. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe, I think maybe the other one was, uh, Star, the one that Kurt did. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the musician. That, or it was maybe one you did. I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe it was the one Pat did. I don't know. I don't who, know these who things. Who knows? Who knows? I just yeah. focus on me. Oh, yeah. Right. Clearly. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, they reviewed the other one first and talking about how, uh, like there are some, Pages that, uh, you know, just have weird bits of, of, like, you know, dialogue or description that don't really fit the illustration and, like, you know, it's hard to, you know, make an entire comic out of, you know, stuff like that. And I get to my book where, you know, I actually, you know, reworked the, the script Brian gave me and then, like, you know, uh, merged a bunch like, of pages yeah. together and then put, like, you know, dialogue on one page and then a drawing on the other. And uh, they said that uh, when I did that, that it wasn't comic book enough. Really? Yeah. That uh, that's not how a comic works. So they they want somewhere in between the two. I guess so. Which uh, I don't think you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's one or the other, folks. It's a challenge. When you're dealing with a comic that's an inch by an inch. Yeah. And yeah. It's <laughs> not a ton of room to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Not that against Brian John Mitchell, you know, but uh, you know, to, it's everything against uh, the uh, the people who read them and criticize them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially those that read them. Just why? Why do you guys do that? Right. Just collect them, bag them, and board them. Exactly. Save, save them till they will be worth money when I'm dead. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which will be probably next year. <laughs> oh. Wow, that's a fast investment. Yeah. High yield or whatever. They oh call. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And limited quantities. That's true. Small yeah. press. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget how we got on that tangent. 
Are you talking about Chester Brown's butt and penis? Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see his butt a lot. Yeah, you do. Flat, flat, little skinny butt that yeah. he's got there. Yeah. You see his cock a lot too. Yeah, you see it a little bit. Yeah. It's not huge. No. Yeah. Even some of the girls uh, comment on it. Yeah. Made yeah. me feel good. Because I've got the tiny little cock as well. <laughs> Maybe it's a comic artist thing. Yeah. You tiny cocks? Yeah, you think Tom McFarlane's got a tiny little cock? Oh, the tiniest. Really? Okay. Wonder if he goes to the same Canadian. I bet he has the same Canadian prostitute, or at least not not Denise. I'm not saying that, but I mean because she's one of them. Yeah, but yeah, one of the, yeah. one of the, you know. Uh, please don't sue us, Tom McFarland. Yeah. Please do not sue us. He is a happily married man, very successful, and uh, there's a reason he has a character called the Violator. <laughs> Yeah, the only balls he's slinging around are Mark McGuire's. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, paying for it. Paying for it. I think this is the longest we've ever talked about uh, any one thing. Yeah, ever. And not just, like, on the show. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're modern people with short attention spans. Yes, we we get easily distracted. Because <laughs> sometimes, ooh, is that Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. yeah. What were we talking about? Um, Scott's Ransom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The full last four seconds. Now. <laughs> Which is uh, usually our attention span. Um, yeah, it's worth a read. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good book. I think that's ultimately what I've come down from. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good book. Just, uh, I mean, obviously, if it can make us focus for over an hour. That's something. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> Even if he never gets prostitution decriminalized, he's <laughs> he's made us jump on the right track for almost an hour, probably an over an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so what else is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even. I don't even. I was gonna try to like tell some story about what happened to Mavericks Day, but yeah, we don't have to. Uh, if we're if we're uh, we're already like hour two hours in or yeah, something. Go for it. <laughs> Today was well. Today was just one of those weird days where, uh, you know, something happens where you don't expect to happen. And today's was Jack sent me to an auction just out of the blue because he read that they had comics there and, uh, and, uh, and some old like figurines and things like that. And so I drove out to the auction. It's in Fairborn and I get there and I, and I go looking around and he, you know, he's like, He's like, here's $700 in cash, and, you know, here's a check if you need more, because, you know, they've got a lot of old stuff, and, like, you know, it doesn't say what era the comics are from, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, 50s, you know, vent, like, lunchboxes and toys and stuff. Um, so I get there, and it's all 90s quarter books. The whole thing. All crap. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, just, like, the worst stuff. Right. Like, Night Stalkers, number one. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. stuff like that. Just, like, yeah, the bottom... Of the right. barrel of quarter books. Right. Not like something where you're like, ooh, this is an old quarter box. Right. You know, a dog-eared watchman number five. No, right, 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 like, right. like fucking quarter books. Uh, was, was Night Stalker's number one bagged? Uh, I didn't see the bagged oh. issue. Oh. It might have been a different issue, but it, might, it was probably not even number oh, one. Right. It was like number five or something. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Dark Hold and stuff right, like yeah. that. You yeah. know, just like... Yeah, not Dark Stalkers. That's the uh that's the like video game, right? Uh I'm thinking of Night Stalkers. 
I don't know. I said Night Stalkers. Oh, Night Stalkers. Okay. You said Night Stalkers. Okay, did I? Yeah. You said Dark Stalkers. Uh, you did. <laughs> when you got confused. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it was all like Captain Atom and Firestorm. Right. And it was just, you know. I love the Captain Atom. I love the Firestorm. We should have had your quarter ready. <laughs> because that's probably what they sold for. I didn't even stay for that. But, but he also said, he's like, well, he's like, I also really want all these He's re- Jack's into Western stuff, you know, like Gunsmoke and, right. and all that crap. And uh, and he's like, bid on these uh, old Western toys for me. He's like, they're like these hollow tin toys from like the 50s or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, he looked them up on, on the internet, on eBay and what they'd sold for. And well, he, eBay is the internet. eBay is the internet, is your email. Is yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all the same, <laughs> according to Jack. And... And he had me, he wrote down prices, like a range, like if they were in good condition or okay condition. And I went out there and I looked at them. And they were, you know, they had all their pieces, like, you know, because they come with separate guns and hats and horses. And they were all there. But they were kind of scratched up, you know, like, it, you know, they'd been around since the 50s. And, like, there's, like, paint off their faces and their legs and whatnot. And I and I called him and I told him, I said, you know, you know, they're, they're there and they're complete, but, you know, they're not in great shape. And he goes, well, he's like, he's like, yeah, bid, uh, like half of the, the really good price then. And, and, uh, and he wanted me to, to bid on him. I was like, okay. And I asked the guy, I was like, so, you know, hey, you know, I got there like half an hour before the auction started so I could look at everything. Right. And I asked the auctioneer, I said, so, you know, I, I'm only interested in one, this one thing that you guys have. I was like, can I, you know, can you do like an absentee bid? Can I just put a bid in and leave? And they're like, no, you have to pay today. You know, we don't, we don't do that. And, uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, can you tell me when you might get around to a certain item? And, uh, he's like, well, he's like, tell me which one it is. And I'll make sure we do it like half an hour in. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I showed him, I was like, this lot here. And he's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, about half an hour into the auction, we should be able to get to it. <clears throat> and I was like, okay. And so this was like, this was like at, it was like quarter to five, and so the auction starts at five supposedly. And I sit there. I got me a good seat, like third row, and I sit there. The, the The hand of the clock is just turning and turning and turning, and like five thirty comes around, and like the auctioneer's not even in the room. And I was like, man, what was going on? So I like went and walked around, and like I found him. He was like in another room in the back that I didn't realize they had, and he was auctioneering back there, and uh. And, like, there was, like, a motorcycle and, like, just, uh, like, all these toys and, like, all this sh- glassware and all this shit. And, and I was like, oh, man, you know, they're they're nowhere near done. And, and so I called Mavericks and I was like, look, I, I'm i not going to be back anytime soon probably. I was like, I'm going to call Jack and see if he still wants me to, to stay and bid on these. So I called Jack and he's like, oh, yeah, definitely stay. Yeah, definitely stay. And I was like, okay. So I sat there for, like, another half an hour and eventually he comes into that room so, I'm, so I've been here like an hour and a half already just staring at these Roy Rogers and right. Dale Evans and, uh, Lone Ranger and Tonto toys. And, um, and so eventually, like, they get, they get to, uh, the auctioneer in that room and they, they sell like all these Indian blankets and like broken coffee, coffee makers and grinders and all this stuff. And, uh, <laughs> people are buying it all. And then they get to the, the Western toys and instead of doing, like, they're all in the same box. And instead of doing like the box, they do them individually, and uh, and like you know they start they're like your choice, you know you pick whichever one you want, you know we'll start one up for bid, and uh, they start bidding on it, 
And Jack has told me, you know, if they're really nice condition, you could bid 40, maybe 50. Um, but, but, you know, they weren't, so he said bid half, which is like 25 or 30. So I sit there and I, and like, I open the bid, like, you know, he's like $10 and a bid and then some other guy bids 20 and it goes up and up. And I hit the $30 mark and, uh, or no, yeah, yeah, I hit the like $25 mark, which is a half word. Some other guy bids 30 and then some other guy bids 40 and then, and, and, and apparently the way they do it is the guy that got the, you know, first choice, he goes up there and he can take as, as little or as many as he wants at that price as long as he takes one. Right. And so he takes all of them except for one. And, uh, and I was like, ah, well shit, should I bid on the one? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll bid on the one. And then, so like the, you know, when they go back to the auctioneering, um, I bid on the one, you know, for like 15 bucks and all of a sudden it pops up to some guys like $50 and, and like, and it just, I was like, what? Seriously? And, uh, and so some other guy won that one too. And I was just sitting there and I was like, and, and like they're bidding on these cannons while I'm like sitting there going, seriously? Like they were, he, he's guys fast, you know? And he's doing that whole like, and I can't even understand him, you know? And, um, and so I just leave and I've been there like two and a, two and a half hours almost, you know? And it, it was just like, I was like, what, what an utter just waste of time, you know? Like, I don't know. But at least, at least I got out of Mavericks for a while. I got to drive around and, right, you know, right. that, got paid for it. So you got seven hundred dollars in your pocket. I forgot to put it back in the register, yeah. So, so if you want to go out for drinks or something, yeah. well, you want to get some horse? Hell yeah! yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Is your neighbor awake? Huh? We'll, wake him up. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> for seven hundred dollars, hell yeah, she's awake. <laughs> See, I, I bet I got nothing. I didn't wow. buy anything, and I was there like two and a half hours. Sounds like a fucked up way to run an auction, though. I mean, you know, I just always assumed, I've never been to one, but, you know, I just always assumed that, you know, you had a lot. Yeah. You know, what you were bidding on. Exactly. Everything in that lot. That little box, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I was, like, I calculated up, I would have, I went as high as 90. Right. And, uh, they ended up going for, like, 300. So, it's crazy. (laughs) And they were lame toys. They were, like, they were just, like, flat metal, or not flat, but, you know, like, they unposable metal, like, right. and their legs are all spread out so they can fit on a horse, and right. they're hollow, and they're just like all scratched up, and their faces are terribly molded, and it was just, <laughs> it was awful. Fun times, I'd buy all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the motorcycle, who they said would not start, they can't figure it, they don't know what's wrong with it, went for, like, it was at $600 when I was walking out of the room, and I was like, you know, the, the room that I wasn't supposed to be in, I was like, what? You know, some recently someone buy a motorcycle with a sidecar for fifty dollars. Really, really? Oh man, <laughs> man! Let's see, it just goes to show what they these things go for at auction. Yeah. Well, there was even a guy there because I was looking at the comics, and uh, he was one of our customers. And he's like, "Are you gonna bid on these?" He's like, "I was thinking about bidding." A little bit on. I was like, "You can have them, buddy." I was like, "We're not." I was like, "I'm not touching the comics." And he's like, you know, I've seen some of these p- people at these auctions just, like, bid on flats of comics just like this, where there's, like, ten, literally, you know, quarter comics, right. ten of them in a box. And he said, people will bid, like, 20 or $30 on them because they have no idea what they're bidding on. Right. They, just, they just, like, ooh, you know, this might, I've heard action number one's worth, 
millions of dollars, you know. But here's ten comics right, for yeah. twenty five, you know. So, I bet, I bet if you wanted to get rid of a bunch of just shit, you should like contact an auction and uh, yeah. get them to do your comics. <clears throat> when my uh, when my parents, uh, well, my grandparents, uh, my grandmother had died, and my grandfather was uh, we moved into a home because he had uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, so my parents went to his house and you know, cleaned it out, and then they decided that they were going to have an estate auction. Oh yeah. Uh, so they like they they basically just gathered up all this crap and you know, cleaned it up as much as they could, and then they threw away a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, you know they had this auction. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember my dad saying because they found uh, two uh, baptismal gowns, uh, one for him, one for his sister. And, uh, like, one of them was just in, like, rough shape, and so they just threw it out. And then the other one, they cleaned as best they could, and they said it still looked, you know, tattered and right. crappy. And it sold for, like, $350. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like a 50-year-old <laughs> baptism. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. is that something that you wear when you're getting baptized, or the preacher wears? Oh, uh, the, the, the baby wears it. Oh, okay. Well, I would... They have the preacher's baptismal. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Might have had a preacher in the family, you know. No, nah. no. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's crazy. So it's like baby sized, even. Yeah. It's not even huge. No. Nope. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to have an auction with all my crap, I think. All my yeah. comics. It's a way to do it. So, yeah, they, they made quite a bit of money uh, on just old crap, like old license plates. So my grandpa had like in his uh, basement. Yeah. <laughs> my dad used to collect license plates too. Our garage used to have like thirty license plates in it. Yeah. Strange stuff. It is strange. Alright. So uh feel like uh getting out of here. Yeah. yeah. We got uh seven hundred dollars worth of drinking to do. That's right. <laughs> I'd say like two hundred dollars worth of drinking and five hundred worth of whoring. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sounds fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got a movie to pick? I do. I guess I should pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have a couple in mind. I think I'm gonna pick one that I'm pretty sure you already have, yeah, yeah. and I've almost picked it like three other times. Um. But for whatever reason, I just wanted to see something different every time. But, uh, I, nothing's really popping in. Like, I always have such trouble picking movies for some reason. I was, uh, have no trouble picking movies. So weird. Too much trouble picking comics. So weird. I'm just so the opposite. Um, can we just do it where I just pick another comic? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I want to see a movie that I think you own called Teeth. Nope. You don't have it? Nope. Are you vetoing it? Nope. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Okay. Have you seen it? Nope. All right. You want to do it? Yeah. All right. Let's watch Teeth. All right. Cool. Right. Teeth it is. Yeah. Next week on the gutter trash. That's right. That's us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hanging around if you managed to... Make it this far. Yeah, we uh, we really took a, a huge nosedive in quality towards the end. Here. Yeah. 
Let's, uh... We talked about license plates and yeah. baptismal gowns. I mean, <laughs> how much more entertaining do you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for sticking around to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, I guess if you're one of those folks who think we uh, meander around too much, this is one of the best episodes we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. And if you just like listening to us um, making asses out of ourselves, then this is the worst episode we've ever done. It's your choice. It's your choice. There's no in-between here. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week with teeth. Unless we get too drunk and, and syphilis up. Because, yeah. right you know, that shit ain't regulated, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs>